Welcome to the Sports Memory Podcast. This is Derek Black. Marcus Anthony. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, obviously, Super Bowl week. We got a lot going on. We're going to dive really uh, hard into the Super Bowl like we, we talked about previously. Um, and then wrap up with a little bit of uh, expectations for next week's pod and, and what's going to happen here during the offseason. But I figure we're going to jump right into it. This is going to be a little bit of a, a degenerate gambler session uh, and get some, some crazy prop bets going. My favorite. So uh, we're going to go through some of the 10, we just randomly picked 10 prop bets that are out there, and we're going to go through uh, our picks, obviously, you know, with them being prop bets, there's necessarily not a ton of science into this, some of them, there's a little bit luck involved, but uh, we're going to give it a go and, and kind of cover these in case there's something that you wanted to look at for uh, for your betting for the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we'll uh, do a little bit of gambling, and then we're going to start breaking down each team, um, expectations, what we're, uh, what we're looking at and thinking of uh, for the game going forward. Um, but yeah, let's get right into the props. First and foremost, one of the quickest bucks you're going to win or lose, coin flip. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of choices here. Nope. Uh, I'm going to go Matt Slater and uh, heads. Well, good, because I'm the exact opposite. Um, I go tails never fails. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's not much thought going into that. Um, second one here is longest touchdown of the game, combined touchdown, whoever, either team. Uh, so the lo- over-under for the longest score of the game is going to be 47 and a half. Um, and for me, it's kind of a high number. Obviously, there's some explosion that can happen. Um, me, personally, I'm, I'm expecting a lot more of a lower-scoring game than, um, obviously, the, the, the odds makers and a lot of fans are thinking. Um, so for me, at 47 and a half, I like the under. Um, I, th- I think I think there's gonna be not many big explosion plays that we're going to see. Uh, I'm going to go on the over on that one. Uh, just between, I think it's definitely going to be a Chiefs receiver. Uh, obviously, Hill's the easy pick there. But I'm going to go over. I still, I could see it being low scoring as well. Um, a lot of times, Super Bowl, you get the extra prepare. You're going to have some, some situational things in place that should hope to contain, although the Chiefs are hard to contain. Uh, I, I'm going to go over for the longest, and I think it's going to be a Chiefs receiver. Um, yeah, you know, that's a coin flip one, so you know you really can go either way. Um, so number three here mm-hmm. is one that was very interesting to me. So this is the largest lead of the game for either team, 14 and a half. Um, I'm not expecting a blowout on either end. Um, so for me, two touchdowns is, is, is just a no-brainer to take the under for that one. I, I agree. I think that's that's a really high number. Uh, I don't know if they're anticipating uh, the Chiefs got off to a slow start and maybe have to make a comeback like they did uh, in the championship round. But I, I'm going to go with you there and go on the on the under. Um, so so there's our first three now. Yeah. Now so I think the the over under has bumped up. I think it started right around 52. Um, it moved up to around 54, 54 and a half. Um, in regular season play, that's that's a high number. Yes. That generally, you know, unless it's the old Falcons uh, Saints games, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a no brainer for under. Um, I, I think there's Super Bowls usually, especially with two inexperienced teams. I think you have to expect both of them to come out a little cautious. Um, you know, have your your tricks and gadgets and everything, sure. um, you know, ready to go, but. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting for for me to see how this one plays out going forward. Yeah. Okay. Um, number four, total interceptions for the entire. Well, game. I don't think we didn't make a pick there, did we? On the over under. Oh, we both went under. Oh no no that no, that no, 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 no that was yeah, yeah. that that's just a side one. It's not yeah. a prop here. That oh, was just, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 going over. I'm going under. Perfect. 
Um, total interceptions for the game. One and a half. One and a half total picks either quarterback. That's a really strong line. So is that cumulatively for the game or Correct. one? Okay, so so both teams can contribute to that. Correct. Um, I, th- I think I'm still going to go under here. Okay. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to commit to running the ball. Obviously, uh, you know it's well known there that, that Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown the ball very much through this playoff run. Uh, I think that that trend continues as much as as Kansas City allows it, and I definitely you know, ball control. Mahomes is good with the ball too. I'm, I'm going to go under here. Um, see, I'm I'm the opposite. I'm going over. Okay. Um, normally it's. It's not. It's a, this is this is another tough one for me. Um, I do think the Niners are going to get Mahomes um, somewhere in the second, third quarter. Sure. There's going to be something's going to be forced trying to make a big play. Sure. So, but I'm also me personally. I'm thinking that the the Chiefs will have a lead late uh, a lead late in the game. Okay. And um, you know, could come down to a Jimmy G uh, game winning drive, and I think that's where it hits the over on a, a game ceiling interception by Tyron Matthew. Okay. You heard it here first. I like it. Um, this one, so this next one is total, same concept, uh, turnovers, total fumbles lost for the game. Um, it's been well documented that Patrick Mahomes has only lost two fumbles this year. And it's also been documented that the Niners, I think they forced somewhere around 27, 28 fumbles. Um, this is another turn. I think they're going to see a handful of turnovers. Um, it's another one. I do like the, the over, um, what's the line? One and a half, one same and a half. same one. So for me, so I'm obviously I'm expecting at least four total turnovers yeah. here for the game. Uh, I think I'm gonna go over on this one um, for a lot of the reasons you cited. It could be a strip sack. I think I, I do think San Francisco is gonna get pressure, uh, and their you know, propensity to, to strip the ball could come through here. So I'm gonna go over on that one. Yeah, and, and you know I, I think I think of the. Biggest game changer playmaker mm-hmm. here for this one, who's gonna not be like highly talked about. Uh, I think the Honey Badger is gonna come out and play like he, you know, he in his college when he was just fired up, yeah. forcing turnovers left and right. And I think he's gonna be responsible in some form or fashion for two 49ers turnovers. Two, okay, I like yeah. it. Yeah, um, whether it's forcing a fumble, recovering it, pick, tip, gotcha. And, you know, somehow involved. Yeah, somehow involved. I like it. So here is a fun prop bet. Um, Normally, uh, instincts want to tell you to take under, but I'm going to take over, and this is before we bring this one up, guys. So, total number of guys to throw a pass over under two and a half. So, <laughs> so basically, what what this is saying is, do you think anyone other than the two starting quarterbacks will throw a pass? And I'm absolutely going to say someone will in one of the gadget plays, whether it be yeah. fake punt, fake field goal, or you know, reverse pass. Um, so, I'm going to take the over. Um, looking for a little bit of excitement there. I, I too am going to take the over, um, and, I, and I think this is a situation where both teams are going to pass rush well too. You never know if a quarterback gets bumped for a couple plays, uh, and, and a backup is that third person. But it's the Super Bowl. The reality and the likelihood of there being a trick play where somebody besides the quarterback throws the football is very high. Um, so I really think this is a pretty good one to, to take the over on. Um, so we have four left. And this one's actually my most one of my more intriguing ones. I love this one, but I saw a fun prop bet. Um, obviously, this is a parody, um, so I want you to take over. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so this is a yes or no. Sure. Will Will J Lo show butt cleavage, geek cleavage during the halftime show 
and please note plumber crack or reverse butt cleavage will count as a yes so let's <laughs> so so let's let's say here uh hypothetical if she's you know dancing whatever and the the, the tape or whatever adhesive on the bottom of her shorts slips a little bit and it shows a little more butt than than she was anticipating is that butt cleavage? That's butt cleavage at the base uh, of the top. I'm gonna take a yes. And and, and according <laughs> according to that prop, it's plus one ninety. It's I don't, a two to I don't, one payment. I don't know if you can handle that butt. Like I don't know if there's garments uh, you know out there that are meant to handle that under uh, duress. Oh no, there's 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 <laughs> definitely gonna be uh, cheek hanging out and t- for I'm, sure. I would love the prop on Shakira. You know, I was having flashbacks to you know middle school of her you know shaking it around. Yeah, um, that's <laughs> you know over for sure. I, yeah, I, th- I think this is gonna be a halftime show that uh, will be just exciting without the music as it will with it. So, what do you think uh, about Mr. Worldwide Pitbull getting snubbed on halftime in, performance in Miami in his hometown? Um, I don't think he had too good of a uh, halftime performance a few years back when he was on there. Can we just admit he's, he's trash? Oh yeah, there's there's no he's question. So there's bad. no question and about honestly, that. Honestly, he's one of those guys that like is getting worse with age. Uh, where you see a lot of times the rappers when they're on stage in like a live performance, all they're doing is like just like ad libbing and being like like yelling over their beat and track of them rapping, and just like throwing in for emphasis. And it's like his has become it's really incoherent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I was never I was never a big fan of his. No. Um, but I I think while his career was starting to go downhill, I think the last I heard of him was him punching a fan who came on stage. He's in that thread of people, and, and it was uh, a really popular for a while, where artists, anytime they were producing any piece of music, had to announce their presence on said <laughs> piece of music. You get the, the Jason Derulo's and the, and the uh, uh, DJ Khaled and all that, where they have to like announce that their, their presence is, is on the, 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 the track. Um, I saw it's kind of a segue here, uh, some commentary around the movie Cats, which obviously Jason Derulo's in. And somebody said, man, uh, it's 2019. I'd never seen anything like this. I just watched Jason Derulo sing without telling me it was Jason Derulo before he started. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like, oh, man, that is, that's a great point. <laughs> for, for me, I think the only one who, had, um, who could get away with that lane. is, uh, well, Mr. Studio Girl. Trey. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Trey can do whatever he wants. Yeah, he can, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so number seven here. So this one is the... Jersey number to okay. score the first touchdown over under 26 and a half. Hmm. So it has to be the person who crosses. So if it's a passing touchdown, it's, it's not, not the quarterback. Correct. Whoever yeah. crosses. Um, so basically they're saying, is it going to be a running back or is it going to be a wide receiver? No, no. Cause both, both, so both teams, they're all in the single digits. They're big playmakers. Um, you know, Tyreek. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really going to come down to the tight ends. I think, you know, big name wise, it's tight ends or uh, I think Mostert. Um, I think his what thirty three. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he's got a thirty number. Yeah, thirty one. Um, so, yeah, so. I am going to go under. Uh, yeah, under. Jimmy G is going to sneak it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, th- I think that's one obviously can go either way, uh, which is clearly why most of these are right. Um, of but for, yeah, for me looking at that, it's, it's hard to pick it, against those tight ends. Yeah, it's it's really tight ends or bust. Yeah. Um, here is one that I'm barely, very, very confident in. Okay. Total punts over under six and a half. Under. Uh, without much thought. I, I think uh, San Francisco is going to run the shit out of the ball. I think both teams are going to convert. Uh, and I don't think either team is overly... Uh, I don't think either team's afraid to go for it. Okay, that's, that's fair. Um, that was my initial 
thought, but like I said, I'm, I'm expecting a lot more cautious play, especially early on. Um, and I'm looking to go over here, so at least seven total. We, punts. We've had some punts, re- or, or punts, some uh, Super Bowls recently where it was like one or two punts, right? Well, not not the not last Super Bowl. Not last Super Bowl. <laughs> last Super Bowl was was a special teams uh, show off. And, and, I, and I'll tell you what, um, you know, we we talked about that in depth. It, it was actually for me a breath of fresh air to see like a defensive battle, like strategy going. See, that's into the game. that's the thing that drives me crazy about NFL fans is everybody complains about how nobody plays defense, how it's only offense. Oh, why don't you play seven on seven? All these things, and then they get a Super Bowl that's like a defensive battle, special teams battle, like a lot of, of strategy. Uh, and back and forth, and a, a close game from start to finish, and everybody's bitching because there's not enough points. Yeah, and, and, so what and, do you what do you want? And, 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 and you know, there's still there's still big plays, big moments. Oh, like, of course, oh, man, but, but they, they just didn't get to the end zone. Yeah, and it was it was beautiful. I mean, what, if you're an NFL fan, you're like, oh no, the the score has to be 13-17, or I'm not interested. Yeah, like they're they complain either way. Yeah, you know, um, for me, sometimes that that was more. Um, exciting oh, just, and interesting than so, 34 31 so while we're recording this we always keep the news feed up just in case there's anything you know pop that pops that's new or anything uh <laughs> and uh, jamal adams on twitter just uh proclaimed to everybody that rihanna is now single so it is it's time <laughs> so uh apparently jamal's enjoying his off season and is gonna try to slide in those dms well, good luck i've <laughs> got zero i can't blame him good for, I, good for uh i like, good her, I like, I like her body but not her music that's fair um okay so here's here's a good one um uh, Jimmy G pass attempts over under twenty nine and a half. So this is one of those where I always think Vegas is smarter than I am. So seeing a number that big, given what's happened so far, is like, hmm, uh, what do they know that I don't? Mm-hmm. But I gotta stick with trends. I do think that not only is San Francisco, obviously they're a run first team. Their run schemes are, are amazing. If you're somebody who appreciates offensive line play and like blocking schemes. Some of the stuff that they do is, is extremely creative. Um, that's why they're see, seeing so much success with backs that aren't necessarily uh, the most well-rounded, talented running backs. They have you know features that that do well for that system, but a lot of their success is, is offensive line play and blocking scheme. Um, they commit to the run. They are going to run the football. They're not going to shy away from it. You know, some teams uh, will just abandon it altogether, even when they're having success. I think that's a lot of what hurt Tennessee was just saying, you know, we're going to go away from our identity and, and try to throw the ball and, and compete. Um, but San Francisco, they are committed to running the football. Uh, long answer, I'm going to go under. Um, and obviously, yeah, 29. I don't know if he's had 29 pass attempts in the last two I games total. I don't think he I, has. No, he hasn't. Um, I think um, I think this game, he'll finally eclipse 300 yards for the playoffs. <laughs> um, somewhere in the third quarter, mm-hmm. um, which he's got, you know, what uh, – I think like 80, 90 yards left to go. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's, this number is just so high, it's unfathomable, unfathomable to yep. go over, you so I'm it. going over. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit more of a, um, a mix of play-action passes, Not you know nothing too deep downfield. That's fair. Um, but I am a big fan of what the Chiefs have done on as far as run defense is concerned, which we'll dig into here shortly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that thirtieth pass is going to be the one that Tyron Matthew uh, intercepts to seal the game. Okay, man, you have a lot of writing on that last, so that's going to obviously be his his second involvement in a turnover as well. Yeah, yeah, one one interception. That's going to be a magical play when it happens. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you and be like, holy shit, holy shit, <laughs> holy shit, he did it. <laughs> Especially if it's the thirtieth pass and he Imagine. intercepts it to seal it. For, Imagine. So, um, the last, the very last fun one here. Sure. It's a simple yes or no. Kyle Juzic, Jacka, 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 however you want to uh, say it. Use check. Yeah, use check. 
<laughs> he's the man. Uh, great haircut. Um, yep. Will he or will he not get a rushing attempt? I think he will. Yeah, I'm um, I, I think he will. I think from a scheme standpoint, they like to get creative and, and put a lot of running backs in the backfield. He's a huge part of their offense. Part of the reason they kind of have this, that resurgence at the end and the ability to run the football is, is based on him. Um, probably the best, yeah, uh, the best fullback in the, in the league right now. Yeah, so, you know, obviously he's not a natural, like a true fullback because he does have some versatility in the outside. Yeah, kind of one of those old, like, uh, with an H-back kind of hybrid. But yeah. definitely can block, can, can really good catcher out of the backfield. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I think he does have a carry. So, um, yeah, me, me as well. I think I think it's gonna be somewhere. It's either it's gonna be either like a third or fourth and short or a goal line situation. Yeah, where you you spread the running back out and then do the quick little dive handoff inside. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that or uh, you know possibly if uh, I'd love to see a three running back set with him in there. I would um, not be surprised. It, you know, just just something funky, the misdi- misdirection, get him in there. Yep. Um, so yeah, there, there's our props. We'll uh, we'll give you the the standings afterwards. Awesome. But, uh, so let's kind of jump into what we think is going to happen with the game. So obviously, two different styles of play here. Um, one of the most potent offenses in the NFL, and probably in recent history, led by the the heir apparent to being the best running uh, best quarterback in the league. Uh, Pat Mahomes is is phenomenal, and he's only getting gotten better. Uh, I know the passing touchdowns are down this year. Injury played a factor. But even just his his poise and ability to maintain and manage the game has looked better. His decision making has looked better. Um, he's just he's really you can't really say enough about how good he is. And then on the other side of the ball, you have a team that has uh, built the team uh, built a team for long term success the right way, starting in the trenches. Lots of uh, high round draft picks on both sides of the the line there, and then you know they go out and acquire. Jimmy Garoppolo for relatively cheap, uh, as far as what his, his you know value could have been if he had hit free agency, um, and they build some pieces around it. They go for Emmanuel Sanders in the middle of the year, kind of piecemeal wide receiving core, not mm-hmm. a very good wide receiving core. I'd mm-hmm. say probably bottom half. Yeah, definitely, they're weak. They're weak spot. I know that people like to point at Jimmy, but it's it's a rece- rat lack of the explosiveness from the they, receivers. They have they have a burner and they have a aging quality slot guy. Yeah. Nothing really to piece it together. Pretty pretty much an inco- pretty incomplete staff. Um, and then, even if you get into it, and you know, I know you're joking about like their Madden ratings, but from a quality standpoint, their running backs aren't that impressive either. No, they have a, a, a stable of basically interchangeable guys who are slightly better in some regards. You know, better power runner, better between the tackles. Uh, Mostert's outrageously fast, um, but. Not, nobody that's really well-rounded, nobody that's complete. That's why you've seen uh, different starters for periods of time, depending on the hot hand. You only go hot hand when there's not a clear favorite. Yeah. There's not in that backfield, because it, they're kind of all average. Um, the scheme there is amazing, and I, th- I think that's the real winner there. Shanahan is has done extremely well. Uh, it's exciting to see two of the best young offensive minds in the same division. It's going to make for really good football for a, for a long period of time here. Uh, I believe in Jimmy G. I know he's getting a lot of shit from people. But he hasn't had to do much, um, so you can't really blame him for that. But he's performed when he needed to. 100%. And he's taking care of the ball. He's he's better athlete than a lot of people give him credit for. Beautiful man. Yeah, we'll just get that out of the way. Oh, yeah. Um, but really two different styles of play here as far as committing to the defense, playing really sound team defense. That front seven for, for San Francisco is amazing. They obviously invested a lot of early draft picks in, in it. 
Uh, but they've hit. You know, they don't always hit. Sometimes you, you know, there's bust even on the D-line. Uh, it's a difficult position to transition to. It's typically the slowest transition uh, as far as any position just because the amount of hand combat uh, that happens in the trenches in the NFL is unlike anything that most of these guys... You can get them some some matchups that are favorable in college, and, and they you know can can feast just on out, that out athlete everyone there. But exactly, just out exactly out athlete. But you know you get into the, the pros and the, really that consolidation of talent on the O line is something. So what are you, what are your feelings? What are your takes? Your initial? How do you think this game is going to start off? You know we're going to dive way into this. Let's let's kind of take this piece by piece. How do you see the game starting? Um. So I think I think obviously if Niners if you win the toss you're deferring um and the chiefs ideally i think you know you'd think that they'd want the ball to start the game make a splash um but i'm I'm really a lot higher on the chiefs defense um than people are giving them credit for um so if they solidified down the stretch yeah so that's fair so uh you know fun number there's once upon a time that the chiefs had took a terrible loss to the Titans at the point. Um, you know, some bad things bounced the the other way, and they gave up 188 yards uh, to Derrick Henry in that in that loss. Yep. So they were six and four. So just so everyone knows, they they haven't lost a game since then. Right. They they swept out, obviously cleared through the playoffs. Um, but the looking at the numbers through those six weeks, you know, they gave up 100 yards rushing one time. And if I told you that six, um, was it roughly 55 percent? Of those rushing yards came after they were already up twenty-four nothing at halftime to the okay. Raiders. Okay. Uh, so you know they they've kind of fixed some of the issues that they have that they they needed. That's that's kind of where they were struggling. Uh, Chris Jones being back and healthy is going to be huge for them. Um, but I'm I'm expecting early on more feeler plays from the Chiefs. Nothing too wild. Not really going to not going to spread it out too much. Um, at least till third down, you know, second, third drive, kind of open up until they, you know, till they get the feet wet for yeah. Mahomes, get them comfortable, get the team comfortable because this is new territory for them. Um, but uh, truthfully, if I'm the 49ers, um, first play right out the gate, I'm going straight. I pro tight, two wides, and I uh, said PA crosses is what we used to have PA in Madden. Um, and I, I think that's, I think you take a shot. Um, but do you? I mean, don't you think that's a little? predictable i feel like so many people are like oh man it's the super bowl people are gonna be juiced up they're ready to go these you know this line's gonna fire off the ball let's use that against them i feel like people go play action and go deep on the first play of the super bowl often it's not as often as you think i mean okay. we, we you know we haven't seen it i, I think i, I feel think, like that's a confirmation bias it's like that's what i would do so every time yeah, i well, see it i'm well, like yep that's what happens yeah well so <laughs> obviously that, that's just where my head is at for them because obviously sure. no one's expecting them to throw it deep i don't think they've started off anything deep um for know six seven weeks um but you know even if it's not super successful at least get the defense on kind of on their heels at like not you know not bring in all the pressure to at least prepare mentally for hey we're not afraid to take the shot i know we haven't thrown the ball but we'll, we will throw it if we need to um kind of just more of a statement play even if even if you're just sacrificing it uh you I, like know. That. I think you've i think you've convinced me on that point um i think that's a really good point and okay. and you know obviously the, the story's been they only threw the ball eight times last week, so yeah, you come out and say, "Hey, we're gonna throw it if we can, if yeah. we need to." Yeah, even honestly, even if they just come five wide, I like it. Yeah, um, or even better, maybe they do a double reverse pass and uh, get get that over Knock and that prop that out yeah, right get, away. get it out right away. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is gonna come down to Kyle Shanahan, really. Sure, um, he, he's got that big chip on his shoulder. Obviously, Andy Reid does as well. 
Yeah. Um, but well, let's let's dive into the Chiefs here. Let's let's go all 49ers here just for a few minutes on both sides. Yeah. And kind of tweak around. But uh, 28-3 is this is. And obviously, it's another fun prop bet this weekend. But uh, do they blow twenty eight or get two? Is it coming back from or blowing it? What's, what's will, the prop? Will 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 they blow a twenty eight to three lead no again? Chance. No chance. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Uh, there were some things that, from a coaching standpoint, and again, Kyle Shanahan wasn't the head coach. He didn't necessarily. I don't know how much power he had uh, over play calling or things like that. I, I'm unaware. Obviously, I'm not you know closely affiliated with the with the Falcons, um, but. I don't think that kind of collapse would happen again to, to really most teams. Uh, obviously, teams study other teams' film, but especially to Kyle Shanahan. I think you get in a situation, you know, honestly, just the DNA of this team and, and what it's about wouldn't let for that to happen. They're not going to drop back and, and try to make passes, take bad sacks. They're just going to run the football. Um, and they're going to run it from different looks. They're going to run it from all different formations with guys in motion, with guys, uh, you know, quote unquote, out of position. It's really, really an amazing offense as far as run scheme, and they also benefit from having uh, now that Rob Gronkowski is retired. In my opinion, the best blocking tight end in the NFL. Oh yeah. Um, so there's a lot of comparisons about you know is Kelsey better, is is uh, Kittle better, and back and forth. And I I don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer on that. They're different players. Um, Kelsey is an, is a large body extension of your wide receiving core that can block a little bit. And Kelsey is kind of an extension the other way. He's he's a, a sixth offensive lineman who also runs really good routes. Good, you know, has good speed, um, but is a, a very very good blocker. I think it really depends on your scheme. I think Kelsey is perfect for where he's at, and I think Kittle's perfect for for where he's at. Yeah, I mean they're both they're both versatile. Um, and you know they can play in a you know a handful of schemes, which makes life easy for a coordinator. There's a lot of overlap. Yeah. yeah, they are they're versatile. They have a lot of similarities, but then they have uh opposite ends of the spectrum as far as what their their specialties are. Yeah, different skill sets, but ju- just yep. enough that you know they, they can they can play that position in any any style offense. 100%. I agree 100%. Um, I think yeah, if you switch them, I think they get by. Um obviously I think Kittle will probably adjust a little bit easier just because he, I think he's a little bit better of a run of of, of a, a route runner um than Kelsey is a blocker, but again, to your point, you know they're they're both very very versatile. Right on. Um, you know something else interesting. I don't think I've really seen or heard many people talk about was the uh, the acronym for the Super Bowl, fifty four L I V, which is also in, 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 in Miami, which, yeah. is, which is also one of the premier nightclubs down in Miami. Club Live, like Club, a bunch of uh, guys like to get a little rowdy there. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, you got to imagine Super Bowl celebration for the winning team. Probably somebody ends up there. Um, oh, no doubt. With, with, you know, how popular it is. And, and while we're actually on naming, uh, something else that I saw was interesting. So this is the sixth Super Bowl happening in the same exact stadium. Uh, but it is the fifth name of the stadium. Obviously, now it's Hard Rock. Uh, it was previously Sun Life and Dolphin Stadium pro player Joe Robbie. So it's pretty interesting because those Super Bowls only happen over a 25-year period for it to have six different names in 25 years. Or, I'm sorry, five different names in 25 years. That's, that's, that's pretty unique when you think about pretty it. Pretty crazy as far as the naming rights. Uh, probably a lot has to do with you know, low attendance and, and uh, not having a very good team yeah. over that 25-year period. But uh, still, I thought that was pretty interesting you know, while we're on the topic of, of you know, unique names and, and things like that. Uh, I saw that and I thought that was probably worth mentioning. So, so Jimmy G, if you're going to do a first touchdown prop, yep, do you go Jimmy G first person to cross the goal line. Would I go Jimmy G? Yeah, I am. 
I mean, depends. the odds the odds would be insane on it. Yeah, I would say it depends what the odds are, and you know that may be something I throw five bucks on because you could see it. Uh, he's he's mobile enough. If a play breaks down around the goal line, he'll just take it himself. Uh, or you know, the the Tom Brady school of of quarterback sneaks. He he did learn from the master, uh, so that's always something that could be up their sleeve as well. But do I think that's what's going to happen? Obviously not. That's why the odds are so good. But yeah, I mean, why not throw five bucks on it? Yeah, so I, I think I think definitely our first score of the game is going to be a field goal this week. Okay. Um, I think the first touchdown is going to stem from a turnover. What? Whether it be a fumble, interception, or like a muffed punt. Now, when you when you say stem from, do you mean directly return for a touchdown? No, like stem from it. So they're going to set up great field position. Set up great field position. Um, it's going to be a scoring points off. You know, they put that graphic up. Scoring points off turnovers. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, I think I think that's where it's going to come from. Um, um, you know, looking back at the last last couple of seasons of the Super Bowl, um, I haven't been so coin flippy. Mm-hmm. ish as i am this week i can truthfully see this game going either way uh you know even yeah. la- even so last year we you know we had the you know the rams lose to new england yep um but going into that i'm like wow the rams are the better team they, there's no way that they should lose this game as a new england fan i felt the same way yeah, yeah I, you know, I did not go in very confident and we talked about that last year i'm like i really don't know like sometimes we get in these games that we just don't really belong in uh just purely due to uh, an experienced coach and and, and an experienced quarterback yeah um, but this is one. This is another game just like that, where I think it's it's really down the middle. And I, and to your point, I could see this game as you kind of predict what happens going so many different ways. Yeah. So I mean, even the Super Bowl before, you know, against the Eagles, I was like, oh, there's no way Phillies and Bill keep up. So like, I'm not, it's not that I'm always right on either side. Right. But I've always heavily leaned one way. Sure. Uh, the last, I think, the last time I was this, you know, either side of the spectrum was uh, the Seahawks, Seahawks Patriots. Um, yeah. You know, um, we know what side were you on? Uh, no, that was that was the uh, obviously I wanted New England to lose, but, right? But you know, as a you know, just analyzing the games, that was the last time I was I could really see this one going either way. Oh, gotcha. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, not not necessarily. I I think so and so is definitely going to handle this game. Yeah, I, I can tell you honestly, going in like you know, again like last year, going into the Super Bowl, it wasn't until about three hours before kickoff where I was like. All right, I see a clear path to us winning this game because you know the Rams came in and it was offense. It was it was throwing passes from everywhere. It was a really you know complete offensive attack, and they got the Super Bowl and just it looked bad. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of the same way on this one. I could see it going a bunch of different ways. Uh. We'll we'll get to the end and, and kind of have our end prediction, but I, I could definitely see like five or six different versions of this game playing out. Uh, depending, really, probably depending on how that first quarter goes. Yeah. If if teams really stop and try to feel each other out, or if they just go for it, uh, I think there's definitely a possibility. Especially Kansas City just goes for it, tries to get you know Hill back behind the defense and, and just let one up. Yeah, I'm um, yeah I'm 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 excited. I think the only thing I'm certain on on Sunday is that uh, 14 and a half is just too much of a a gap for either team. It doesn't make sense to me, to be honest, and I'm pretty excited. I'm the same way, and now because we're both on it, I'm sure it's going to happen. But to me, that extra half point just makes it, like, yeah, I could see something go by two touchdowns, but I can't see it happen after that. Yeah, I think I think one of the other interesting was what uh, props was um, will either team score four times consecutively? Now, normally when you're betting props during the game, it's three, but this one gave you the option of four, so it's either field combination of field goal, safeties, touchdowns. Four times consecutively, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I think that's too much. That's and again, going back to that, I don't see a team getting more than 14 out. 
the only way that that is true and uh, the other one is false is if it's four field goals, and yeah. I still don't even see that happening. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, so here's a here's a prop for you, hypothetically. Sure. Assuming the Chiefs uh, win the win the Super Bowl and get that monkey off Andy Reid's back, over or under seventeen and a half Big Macs at, at the White House. Ooh. Big Macs, like specifically, specifically has to be Big Macs, not not pieces. Cause under, I'm gonna say under because that's 17 Big Macs. That's a lot of bread. It's 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 a, it's a buffet all day that's long. That's an insane amount of bread. <laughs> uh, if you would have said over, plus he's gonna want to be like on his best behavior and not spill anything on himself. Like he'll probably eat before he goes to the White House, <laughs> just well, so he doesn't have to like embarrass himself there because he knows he's a meme at this point. Well, those those Hawaiian shirts are they're pretty. Uh, that was gonna be my next question. Uh, another prop that isn't a real prop. Do you think he wears a Hawaiian shirt to the White House um, Un- under a jacket? You, you gotta be respectful. Yeah, you have to be respectful for that. I was I was gonna say I think he does under a jacket. So I'm I'm glad we're Hawaiian on the shirt under a jacket. I like it. It's <laughs> a good look. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right, so let's let's run into some um, some predictions um, on the game. So, sure. uh, like I said, I th- I think going in early, I think it's going to have to come off of a turnover or mishap. Something stupid is going to have like a shank punt. Yep. Uh, but um, I think that's what's going to kind of swing this game. Um, I I think I think either like I said, I'm I'm back and forth on this. I think come halftime. Someone, either team, is going to be kicking a field goal in the forty mid forties, low fifties range okay. to tie it, and I, th- I think that's how we push into halftime. Tied so, into half, yeah. So within a field goal, either way. I could, I definitely think it'll be close to half. Um, and, and a lot of games have shaped up that way, especially recently. Uh, I, I definitely, I could see that happening. So, I'd be curious to see like if there's any prop bets over unders on like penalties. Because notoriously, uh, refs tried to not throw penalties mm-hmm. when it comes to this point. But uh, what do you do? You think it's going to be heavily penalized? I know that you know penalties have been kind of a point of contention for this entire time, uh, this entire season, and, and you know especially with pass interference th- uh, review being a joke that it is, and uh, some of the, the things that they're throwing and are not throwing calls on or flags on that should probably be i think i actually think san francisco is going to be more penalized than the chiefs this weekend i could see that specifically in the offensive holding and defensive pass interference i i I could see that they do call for whatever reason the one penalty that seems to you know transfer the same rate is is holding obviously usually those are pretty obvious when when they're thrown uh in offensive pass interference they love throwing penalties for pick plays that's just I, i don't get it the so that's where I'm leaning on um, on penalties, and you know who I think can be an, an absolute game changer, not necessarily like on the on the like as a positive game changer for the 49ers is um, Tevin Coleman and his you know just he dislocated his shoulder. Um, you know, obviously he's got enough. Two weeks is enough. Do, do, do you keep rotating him in? I know I know they're going to rely on the doctors, um, and he can play through it. But you know, dislocated shoulder, even just a week removed in this type you know the adrenaline is going to be there to play yeah um but that a shoulder it you know it wasn't just like a normal pop in and out um it was rel- so if you were asking me the same question in 2019 same time heading into the super bowl i would have said he definitely plays there's it's a super bowl you know you you, you put playing over some of those pain things you, you play through it after like like the mystery that is todd Gurley and that super bowl I don't know. I question everything now. Like I don't. 
obviously player health matters, and these guys have to have a career beyond this. And you don't want the guy, you know, re-aggravating something and, and missing going into next season, especially at the running back position. If it was me as Tevin Coleman, you, you almost have to, you know, weigh your options. What's what's the business decision if you if you re-injure something that could be in your career? Yeah, so I mean, he's definitely going to want to play. Uh, my my thought, um, you know, around that. And How I the doctors manage it? Well, yeah, well, the doctors and the coaches. So I don't left that a little broad, but do you? Do you give him his normal workload? And obviously they go back and forth, but it's it's a tricky thing because you know if, if that thing could pop out at any time, you know it, it's manageable. But if that goes out, man, that changes a lot. I think Mostert's the guy. Um, I really like his explosiveness. I think you know when you talk about scheming and the ability to get him on the edges and in space, he could be the difference maker. Um, I don't know that team speed is necessarily a strength of the Chiefs as, as far as defensive play. Even you know some of their guys that are going to contribute pitch in. I mean, obviously Tyron Matthew runs well still, but like Terrell Suggs, not not very fast anymore. Like they have some guys on the edge of the, that defense that just don't have the the foot speed. Uh, so I think a player like uh, Mozart could really be a game changer. I think you save Coleman for the short yard for short yard carries. You save him around the goal line, really put him on a on a, on a limit his workload, pitch count, but make sure they're meaningful plays. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I just this reminded me. I totally forgot that. Uh... Suggs signed with the Chiefs. T-Sizzle, man. I, I hate to say it, but now I have to root for the Niners, even though I bet on the Chiefs. I don't know if I want them to get another Super Bowl. I know. I'm the same way. I mean, I always, you know, he's one of those guys you respect as an opponent, but, yeah. but at the same time, I don't want to meet another one. <laughs> but I'm still torn, too, because, like, do I want the 49ers getting their sixth Super Bowl? As, I mean, we, so we're, we're Steelers and Patriots fans here. Do we want another team with six Super Bowls? No. I say, fuck no, right? Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's... And I'm torn on both ends. Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. It'd be cool to see him. I, I'd really like to see Andy Reid just get you know get it done and taken care of. And, you know, obviously, yeah, I'm I, on the fence with Andy Reid. Either I want him to just become this like like case study and and you know <laughs> a great great coaches who just couldn't get it done. Uh, but he seems like a likable guy, and he's fun to make fun of. Like, I mean, I want him to be around. Yeah, you know, and obviously it's. How do you root against Patrick Mahomes? You know, it's just one of those things. And you want to see him. It's like you want to see him win the Super Bowl, but you're also in the back of your head. He's like, damn, he's going to probably win at least three or four in his time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we also did think that about Aaron Rodgers at one point and, uh, you know, and Drew Brees, um, you know, guys like that. And you just just shows you, like, how, like, seriously, how tough it is to win a Super Bowl unless you have all the plays from the opposing teams. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, some so, some teams just, you know, it, it just shows you how really hard it is to get to the Super Bowl on a regular basis and, and compete, and, you know, you can't take it for granted because you never know when it's going to happen again. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's run down to the second half. Okay, so we're both, um, I think we're both... Close com- to halftime. Yeah, we're both confident, close to halftime either way. Um, how do you feel about a special teams touchdown? Defensive special teams, either or. I like a yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna lump together defense and special teams, I, I would say yes. I, I like one. I, primarily, I'm leaning defense, uh, either fumble recovery or or pick six on an out route kind of thing. Um, special teams is, is always tough. We don't see a lot of those. Yeah. Usually, special teams is, is pretty airtight, well coached. Guys are mentally engaged. I feel like a lot of times you see, you see special team touchdowns. It's because you know the guys are special teamers. They've been. On the sideline, maybe just bullshitting about other stuff. It's you know week thirteen, and who really gives a shit? Um, and they let up a, a that you don't get down the Super Bowl. Guys are locked in; they're ready to go. They're hitting their assignments. Uh, the kicker's got a little extra juice. He's putting the ball deep. 
You don't see a lot of them. <laughs> I think I think if we do see it, it's McCall Hardiman's the only person. The who only person. Um, and uh, you know, you know, thinking about that, it kind of brings me back to uh, once upon a time, Devin Hester returned an opening kick for a touchdown. And That's exactly th- what I was thinking about. <laughs> and you, th- you know, you thought exactly you thought, what I was thinking about. That man, the Bears, you know, they they got a chance to win this, and then Peyton shredded them. Yeah, it was just like it reminded me of the uh, right around the same time Rex that, Grossman that Ohio State. Uh, national championship with Ted Ginn against Gators runs man. it runs it back uh, hurts his foot on the play he, like broke his foot or sprained his ankle or something I think he missed the rest of the game and that was pretty much it for Ohio State well you know <laughs> that that was actually the beginning of a turn for Ohio State um, it was you know right around then it was SEC speed versus however Big Ten and when they got rolled by the Gators at that point they actually started changing like their philosophies instead of you know Wisconsin still. Um, you know, uses more ground and pound and not worry about team speed. Sure. But that's when Ohio State, obviously this is irrelevant, but that's when Ohio State did start I don't mind doing it, in, going into, you know, spreading it out and changing kind of their culture to kind of compete with the SEC. And now it, you know, now everyone's, you know, like a hybrid. Yeah. A lot of guys are prone to back up. But yeah, um, you know, Robbie Gould's obviously lost some leg strength over the years. Um, Bears do miss him. Um, but I think between him kicking a Hardman, I, th- I think if, if Chiefs take the uh, receive first. I think even if Hardman's got to catch it at 109 and a half, I think he's returning it one million percent. Yeah, sometimes you want you know big statement plays, and if you're a guy that can pop and give energy like that, uh, sometimes as a coach you're like, yeah, we'll risk the six yards that we might lose versus the touchback here to see if we can you know bust yeah. a play, get some momentum. Yeah, just I hope I hope the uh, Chiefs don't put Tyreek Hill back there again. Uh, you know, we were, I was watching it. I was like, you can't put him there like inside of his own 10. I was like, he's going to do something dumb. It's not like a 70-yard return, which you get more leeway. It's not like, you know, punts are hard to catch. And, like, this isn't Madden. Just because you have speed doesn't mean you're, you're a returner. Like, there needs to be an equal pairing of, like, vision, agility, um, which, honestly, if you really look at Tyreek Hill's game, there's not a lot. It's a lot of straight-line speed, but he just has so much of it that that's all it has to be. You know, you know who he reminds me of? A shorter, faster version of uh, Mike Wallace, yep. um, you know, not 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 he's capable of the entire tree, but not. It's really deep, deep fly, fly, deep cross, uh, cross low crosses, screens. You know, yep. get the ball in space, but there's not. He's agile, but he's not shifty. Definitely. Um, so yeah, for me, I think you know we're gonna have some some turnovers. Um, I think you're gonna see some nerves, and I think that there's gonna be a moment or two where it'll be the first time we actually see Mahomes get flustered. Uh, I do think that they pull away late. Um, and by pull away, I mean like maybe clear seven to ten points right in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, I, st- I still think this game comes down to three or four points at the end. And um, I like I like the uh, like the Chiefs here to win twenty three twenty. Okay, kickers um, galore twenty three twenty. I am in a similar boat. I think it's going to be a close game down the wire. Um, I just really believe in San Francisco's ability to run the ball and to mix up the, the looks, play team defense. Again, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I think I'm going to go 20-24 uh, San Francisco. Well, so, you know, just so you remember, that, that prediction is the exact opposite of your over-under pl- uh, play. Yeah, I think I think as, that one doesn't count. I think so as we went good. through here, I kind of changed my mind on how I think the structure of, of the game is going to go as far as that total contribution. That's one thing that people you know you talk about over under. 
um, it's really easy for one team to not contribute to that number, mm-hmm. and you miss it. Yeah. So that, that brings me in, at, you know, 44 points, nine points, sh- nine points short. But again, if this game ended up 35-38, I don't think anybody would be terribly shocked. Yeah. Um, definitely teams that can score fast, just different ways of doing it, obviously. Uh, San Francisco with with the run game can break some big plays, and then Kansas City has a few wide receivers that can score on any play. <laughs> I, I'd almost, I think I'd almost rather see like um, you know just a defensive struggle on each, either end, and like an eighty yard touchdown on either side. <laughs> I, w- I would love a zero three game and just have everybody's head explode and just bitch and complain about getting exactly what they've asked for all season. Oh, where's the defense at? Mm. They don't play defense anymore. All that shit. Okay, could you imagine? Could you just? I mean, it's it's hard to fathom even you know Mahomes not scoring, but like anyone stopping the the Niners' offense to like no points. It'd be, it'd be pretty crazy, you know. And they they are susceptible. They do have weaknesses. Getting Quan Alexander back for the playoffs is like it's an immeasurable how huge that is for the He's defense. So good. Just another reason the Bucks are terrible. Yeah. Oh, it was that was a terrible release for him. Yeah. Um, you know they they've done enough, but you know he brings such leadership and he's he's been so talented coming out of LSU all those year, years ago. So I think that wraps up what we're going to look into for as far as the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to keep this to be a sh- little bit of a shorter pod. Obviously, you know, one that just the two of us, uh, and also we wanted to really go on, on the Super Bowl. And let's be honest, it's you know January 29th. Nothing else really matters right now. Yeah. Um, we just came off the Pro Bowl, the All Star Game in the NHL. Like nobody gives a shit about any of that. Um, you know, both terrible showings and, and kind of a waste of time. It's a cool fan event. Some of the skill stuff is really cool. Um, I love Lamar getting exposed for not being able to throw football. Um, but <laughs> that was beautiful. but then he wins MVP because you know why wouldn't a running quarterback in a game where nobody's tackling? I love like that being oh my god he was MVP like just he's gonna be the MVP of the league too like yeah he he definitely is but not a complete player and I think he got exposed in the playoffs. Um, so after this this week we're gonna have obviously a wrap up of the Super Bowl, um, talk about you know, what happened, how it compared to our picks, go through our, our prop bets. But also start getting into some of the other coverage that we're gonna have. So uh, we're both big hockey fans, so we're gonna we're gonna definitely be talking some hockey. We're gonna cover a little bit of basketball, uh, and definitely gonna ramp up our XFL coverage, which includes getting to know the rosters a little bit better. Um, all the, the leagues went to final fifty-two man rosters uh, earlier this week, so we're gonna go into specifically the Vipers roster, but also you know look at some some things around the league, who made rosters, how the teams look up, look and are shaping up. As well as you know, Vegas predictions around wins. Spoiler alert: they are projecting Tampa for the most wins, and then also uh, you know, just go into detail on that. Baseball season's coming up. We're, we're going to start venturing out and get some specific um, topics uh, around the different sports and, and kind of you know, step away from football minus any big uh, off-season stories. So hopefully they're not personnel and, and conduct related. Hopefully it's just you know, acquisitions and things like that. Where these quarterbacks are going. Where all these quarterbacks are going, which is definitely going to be a big, a, a big talk, um, because there are a lot of quarterbacks without homes, and it looks like from some of the early rumors, some could just be switching places, and you might see some some veteran quarterbacks in different jerseys for the first time. Uh, so it's going to be a really cool off season around that, and you see how that lands. So we'll definitely be covering that, and then I think another thing that we're going to do a lot, um, two two other pieces I really want to focus on is is top 10 list, top 5 list, whatever rankings, you know, we'll, we'll go to different topics. We can talk about, you know, re- receivers of all time, or we can talk about... I'd run- love that one. ...running backs of a certain era, or we can talk about best players that come from specific conferences. We're going to get really unique on our, our top 10s, you know, specifically not share with each other at all, and just kind of see how different and crazy uh, they come out. 
Uh, and then also just interaction with you guys. So if you guys have any questions, things you want us to cover, uh, if you think we're dumb and, and want to, you know, rip us for opinions, awesome. Love it. Like, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say, too. So that's it for uh, for this this iteration of the pod. Um, obviously, everybody be safe. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. Uh, hopefully, if you do make some prop bets or, or some bets on the game uh, you know, against the money line or, or against the, the point spread, which I think is only one point, the Kansas City minus one. It's it's flirting around. I think the I think some last I saw someone put um, seven hundred thousand on yeah, right on the uh, the Niners and they bought it. So I think it's been flirting right around that one one and a half points uh, in the Chiefs' favor. Oh, I just thought of a good one because then that made me think of like, I'm like, oh man, ridiculous betting, which made me think of uncut gems, which made me think, man, we should do like a sports movie top ten. So that'll <laughs> definitely be coming soon in the off season. Um, but but obviously, you know, just just stay safe out there, enjoy the game, have fun, and, and uh, we'll catch you in the next pod. Absolutely, go Chiefs.